Welcome to KCAST. This is Caleb, and I am here with Brian Golden. 1988. Yeah, that's when the song Desire from U2 was released. I, in that year, I think it was that year I saw their movie Rattle and Hum with my future-to-be wife and nice. at the theater, and it was awesome. And uh, I didn't know Caleb was in the middle of being born. <laughs> yeah. I was. You were in Hawaii already. Yeah. In 1988. Yes. I was in Thousand Oaks. You were in the womb. Yes. And then I was in Los Robles Hospital. Uh, 1988 is a great year for uh, lots of things. Mm-hmm. You too. Yeah. Good Caleb, music. Being good born. movies. And what? So, uh, so there are some movies I like. Yes, what was Twins. It? Twins. The Lamb Before Time. Lamb Before Time. Beetlejuice. Oh, that's got that... Who um, Framed Roger Rabbit. And uh, Beetlejuice has... Um, what's the girl's name? Winona like Ryder. Sonora. Winona Ryder. Dance Sonora. Yeah. Great scene. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, she robbed... Rambo 3. Didn't she rob... She, Crocodile she, Dundee Part 2. Wait, wait, let's go back to Winona Ryder. <laughs> okay, yeah. She shoplifted. She did. Why did she shoplift? I mean, it was a couple years later, but she had, like... She's a millionaire. Yeah. She's, she's... She didn't need to shoplift. Very famous. Why did she shop? And being famous, you think, they're not going to get away with it because people are going to know you. She seems a little bit like a space cadet. Like, it could have been an honest mistake. I, but at the court, it didn't come out as a... not thinking, just... Winona Ryder is not her birth name. Yeah, I would have been cool if is it was. Is it okay to lie? <laughs> if your name... For a stage name? <laughs> I think so. Is it for... Is it li- If you're an actor, is it not lying? Because people are like, no, we, we know. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can change your name. Well, if you have issues, call Brad Johnson, California Community <laughs> Church. I don't see an issue with name changing. The, Try to be like Jesus. All right, so so um, you know, so Desire came out in 1988. You know, it also came out in 1988. You out of the womb, yes, <laughs> exactly. So uh, today is May 6. Uh, next month, I turn 30. 30. The big 3-0, Brian. Yeah. Made it through my 20s. If you're dyslexic, you're only three, zero three. <laughs> yeah. But I'd rather be 30 than three. Huh? It's up to you. I'd rather be an adult than a child. And how is adulting going? Uh, it's it's going good. I'm I'm optimistic about my thirties. You know, I think you may disagree, but as a guy, I think it's I'm I'm entering into my prime in my thirties more than my twenties. So, anyways, I, I'm um, under the impression uh, that you have put together. An achievement list for your birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, 30 years worth of achievement. 30 top achievements. That's correct, Brian. I have put together a list of my 30 greatest achievements. It's like your greatest hits record. Yeah, in a way, yes. At 30. I always get real nostalgic around my birthday. And I think about the past. Uh-huh. And where I've gone so far. So this is a way of me reflecting back on the past, my 30 greatest achievements, 
I have put them in this PowerPoint presentation. All right. For your enjoyment. All right, let's hear it. We'll start with number 30. We'll start with 30. We're going to start with the least and go to the greatest. Now, that's also up for debate because I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kibitz on where the pecking order is a little bit here. Yeah. 30, 20. And you're not even Jewish and you're going to well, kibitz, I, so, which is really impressive. Is that in a Jewish word? It, it is, I think. <laughs> okay. Um, gonna, <clears throat> I'm going to possibly Jewish up here. Okay, so starting with number 30. Do we have a dun 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 thing going? No. We have to do it manually, dun dun dun? Yeah, there, there's no... Uh, you need to... There's, there's no drummer. There was actually here. a Randy Stonehill song called Turning 30. Oh, interesting. It was popular in the early 80s. But uh, that was before nice. you were born, so... Yeah, so screw it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number 30. Number 30, Making the Wall of Fame at Winner's Pizza. Making the Wall of Fame at Winner's Pizza. Number 30. There's a local pizza joint here in Agora Hills called wow. Winner's Pizza. Wait, let me see. It's circled there. Okay, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the visual description. It's a wall, mm-hmm. and uh, Winner's is on uh, Ladero and Tia Boulevard corner. Yes. Across from 7-Eleven. Yeah, Lake Ladero to be more and exact. In Lake Ladero and Agora Hills. Encircled in the actual wall, I don't think it's circled, but in here, I'm looking at the picture, it's circled. And Caleb, and what is it you've done there? What is in the picture? It's kind of too small. So I gave the woman at Winner's Pizza, Jessica, a framed photo of when I was on the show House. Uh huh. And I signed it to them Two winners, you live up to your name. And I signed it. And they added it to their wall of fame. And, um,. Mostly on the wall, there's people surfing, skateboarding, I'm looking at beach people activities. Surfing. Yes, beach activities. And what you do is if you have a, a talent or a hobby, you give them this photo, they put it on the wall. I don't surf or skate well or boogie board well. So. Or even really like sand. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't give them a photo of me surfing. All right. This, I like it. So that's it's good. 30. That's really that's a good thing. I think that actually might be higher than... Oh, well... Or lower... Are we saying higher or lower when we're referring? Higher, I guess, is the number one. Number one is the highest. If this is truly number 30... Yeah. I'm excited. Okay, good. I'm excited. Because, (laughs) uh... what what, And also, just so Caleb took me to lunch, we should have gone to Winners where you obviously get free pizza. (laughs) Well, I wish I did, but... Oh, Okay, I'm well, less excited though. My, my goal is to become a local celebrity, so winners <laughs> is the first uh, uh, Wait, attempt towards that. Was goal. that Spanish loco celebrity? Like crazy <laughs> local, crazy. But I'll, I'll settle for loco. All right, twenty nine. Number twenty nine. Getting employee of the month at Man Theaters. I like it. Man Theaters was my high school job. Uh huh. This is the earliest achievement on the list. I was just going to read April 2006, Employee of the Month. Now, there was a movie I'm wanting mm-hmm. to reference, your movie guy. So yeah. uh, it was with a couple of actors, and they did a movie with uh, a show. And he was trying to get a girl, and he wanted to be the Employee of the Month to impress her. And the other guy needed a play of the month, so yeah, he would win a car. It was called of the Month with Dane Cook. Yeah, Dane Cook. And, uh, uh, Dak Shepard and, yeah, and, uh, and Jessica uh, Simpson. No, those weren't the guys. Uh, Dak Shepard, Jessica Simpson, oh. Dane Cook. Yeah, they were the guys, I guess. Yeah. 
<clears throat> Just for the record, I'm not a, a movie buff. They worked at a Costco type place. Okay, you know, I, I'm gonna defer to your knowledge of. <laughs> I don't know who people are. In any case, don't leave the people hanging. Jessica Simpson, of course, she's a hottie. Yeah. And uh, he ended up not getting a play of the month, but he found out Dak Shepard was cheating. Yeah, Dak Shepard was the hotshot employee. And he was. And Dane Cook was the slacker, but he tries to step up his game. Now, let me ask you this. If this is too personal, we we could edit it. Mm-hmm. Dak Shepard was actually slipping in free groceries in oh. his speedy attempt, and that's how he won and play the month all the time. Yeah. Did you fast. did you let people in to give free movies so you would get and play the month? Go. <laughs> well, no, because that would work against getting employee of the month. So you. But I did let people in for free. You what? Oh yeah. This is this is a wow. You heard it here first. Wait. Whenever I worked the door, this ripping is like tickets. TMZ. Yeah, I'd have a friend show up, tell him working door, and let him right in. No, didn't the pastor talk today about why? Is that a kind of a lie, or do you see yourself more as protecting Anne Frank, where your friends are like Anne Frank, <laughs> and the theater is like Nazi man theaters are yeah. Nazis. They're trying to. That's why they went under as a business. Did they? Oh yeah, they don't exist anymore. Because they're like Nazis, or because you let everybody in free? You went bankrupt. <laughs> wow, wow, you, you, uh, this is 29th, but maybe I'm already looking at this as maybe dropping to 30. This could. That's why this is such a big achievement because I was a horrible employee. This, this shouldn't be on the list for the two and a half years I was not man theater. Oh, you were that two. Oh, I was thinking that you were a few months and you got a. Oh, two and a half years. Yeah. The odds are in your favor that you're going to... The odds, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to go out on a limb here, and the winner's pizza, I'm bumping it up already in front of this one. It's true. I was there 30 months, just the law of average. The law of average. I would have gotten employee of the month at some point. But I can understand where letting in friends free worked against it. So you're saying your lack of integrity, shocker that you got employee of the month. Yeah. So how come this wasn't 30 then? Because um, this is a higher accomplishment to me. Because of the letting in friends. It should have a little asterisk there with that disclaimer. Yeah. Play the month despite letting friends I'll in I'll tell free. you why. Because at Winner's Pizza, anyone who gives them a photo, they'll put it up. The, the oh, don't devalue it. <laughs> it's, don't devalue number 30. But not everyone gets employer of the month. Listen, what should be an accomplishment here, and maybe it's coming up when you're just hanging it, leaving it for a... <laughs> you know, a tantalizing bit here is that you bankrupted man theaters. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I helped. That's an achievement. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's true. All right. Moving along. You know how people get yeah. write-ups if you get in trouble? They yeah. give you a write-up. I, I got like 12 write-ups at man theaters. That's a I, year. I was a bad employee. Wow. But I still love that job. What was their reasoning in giving you employee of the month then? Um... Because there was a summer where I shifted to the full-time maintenance crew, uh-huh. and you were a black polo instead of the typical. Uh-huh. So I I helped out the maintenance guys a lot and drove them around and ran errands and helped out everyone. And that was the month they gave me Employee of the Month. Cause nice. So when they removed you from helpful. letting people in free. Yeah, exactly. All right. You found a place for me. It's a good explanation. 28. Number 28. Going to the Annie Awards in 2014, you have to... Podcasting, you're not going to see this, but it is a picture with you and some celebrity. 
This is a guy named Michael Mallory. This guy's an author. Uh-huh. And he wrote this book about Marvel Comics and about the X-Men, about sci-fi films. And I met him when I was an extra uh-huh. on the show called Vegas with Dennis Quaid. And I'm like, hey, I have a few of your books. He signed the books to me. He's a friend. Oh, wow. And he was one of the writers at the Annie Awards. So the Annie Awards is an animation award show. Just, so was, this was the year Frozen one big. I was kind of thinking it was about girls with red hair that could sing. <laughs> no. I don't Not that exciting. The really? The sun will come out tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, so... Who's the guy on the right that we only see the back of? I don't know. Oh. Matt Groening was there. I saw him. All right. Didn't talk to him. So Josh Gad was there. How did you end up getting to go to the Annie Awards then? I'll tell you. Well, all right. I went with my friend Kent, and he bought tickets because our friend Mark Walton was there and attending tickets. Here's the fun part of the story. He was attending tickets, so he let you in free? <laughs> no. He was a good employee. No, if, yeah. If I was, then... So the Annie Awards No, because Mark Walton works in animation. So I'm so guessing the Annie Awards aren't bankrupted then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's the fun part of the story. Uh-huh. So the tickets to watch the thing were like 20 bucks. But then they have this after party, oh, which yeah. cost 150 bucks. And I didn't know that. So me and Kent just walked in with the group into the after party without paying. Nice. Unbeknownst to us, and they had catering and food and all these people mingling. Wow. So this picture is from the after party. And nobody went around asking you, hey. No. Oh. I was dressed the part. But I you was, did it in... I'm wearing a suit in this photo. But you did it in innocence. It's true. That was When innocence. did you find out you were actually a criminal? Uh, when we found Mark Walton... He's like, wow, you guys were really committed to this. This is 150 bucks. We're like, like, it is? What? Oh, yeah. Wow. That reminds me of another famous <laughs> 1987 song, 1988 song. I could be mm. wrong on the year, though. Smooth Criminal. <laughs> yeah. Is that you guys? All right. Was that 88? I don't no, know. No, but Man in the Mirror was 88. Well, you That's guys were Smooth too. Criminal, so. Yeah. It's not about the song, it's about the reference. But that was my first time going to an award ceremony like that, and it was a lot of fun. Besides Employee of the Month Awards. Okay, number yeah. 27. Number 27. Writing a top 10 films of the year blog since 2008. That's fantastic. This, I'm thinking, I mean, and we don't know the future ones yet, but this could be a higher up one because it's pretty actually pretty good. Thank you. Top, you're welcome. And I'm going to say another comment, too. Top 10 films of the year, because I've had this discussion with Caleb out of disagreements, is Caleb's idea of top 10 films, not actual top 10 films. Correct. Because otherwise Lord of the Rings would be there every year. And Caleb says, you can't have the same film every year. As Even like, the years that didn't come if out. If it is subjective, then that's, my, that's the movie I have there. And he said no. And I said yes. He said no. So this top 10 films is a subjective thing. So every year you got to pick... That's mind-boggling to me because I don't even watch 10 films a year. And you sift and sort through, committed to sifting and sort through films to find 10 films that you like and you've been doing this for a decade. I watch at least 100 new films every year. And by nude films he means... Mostly clothing or no clothing. It's new films. New films. 
So it's a silent D. Yes, so... Um, it's a silent D, then. Around the year 2008, when I was attending Moorpark College, yeah. I got really into the Oscars in award season, and I made sure I saw every movie that was nominated for the major categories. But just so people like me out there that don't know, there's like more than just like four movies. It's like 30 movies, right? There's over a hundred hundreds so, every year. Well, more than 30. That's yeah, okay. yeah. It's a lot of movies. Yeah. But not so much in the major categories. In the major categories, there's like ten. Oh, so you're only watching the major category movies? I'm watching at least those. Do you no, watch... I watch more. I watch over a hundred. So you watch even the ones like nominated for Best Clothing Award? Yeah, but more so the major categories. Like, since 2008, every movie that gets nominated for Best Picture, I watch. And how many how many get nominated for Best Picture every year? Anywhere from from 5 to 10. So, in watching 100 movies, what are the other movies, then? Well, just stuff that comes out during the year. And have you ever picked a movie that ended up being the actual winner of the Best Movie Award? Um, good question. Mm, no. <laughs> you just think okay yesterday Cinco de Mayo yes uh, Kentucky Derby winner do you know who that was oh Justice Justify Justify yeah just, I think it's just Justify yeah Justify yeah not Justify I think it was Justify okay Justify I think so uh, did you pick Justify to win the Kentucky Derby I didn't pick any you're not gonna really win without picking one so <laughs> no so, horses and movies, you just don't pick them. Yeah. But, um, this is a, a tradition I enjoy doing every year, is writing my top ten list, and I always send it out December let's, 31st. Let's catch to the chase. Favorite all-time movie? Back to the Future. Wow. Oh, two? Yeah. My second? No, Back to the Future 2? No, no, the first one. What about Back to the Future 2? I like it. Yeah. But it's not as good as the first one. Are sequels never as good as the first one, or is there an exception? Sometimes to that? they're better. Really? Name name one. Terminator Two. Ooh. Aliens. Ooh. Empire Strikes Back. Ooh. That's pretty good. Yeah. What about, what about uh, Jaws Two? No. No. Although I've never seen Jaws Two, so I I actually don't know. Well, you should have a longer pause than before you see. <laughs> All right, twenty six. Wait, hold on. Oh, word. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. Each of these pictures represent the movie I said was the best movie of the year. Yeah. We, we can't those. go through every best of I'm the year. I'm just going to name them off. All right. Relax. Uh, wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> just naming I'm, them off. I'm not, you know. Yeah. I know this isn't your thing, but. Well, it's your thing and this is your blog. I'm here to okay. I'm kibitzing. All right. Ladybird, 20th Century Women, Mistress America, Life Itself, Saving Mr. Banks, Zero Dark Thirty, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, The Social Network, Up in the Air. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, the Sleepy Hollows? No, The Deathly Hollows. What's that? It's the last Harry Potter movie. I haven't really seen any of these movies, but... Uh, well, we don't have to spend time on them, I just wanted to name them off. No, no, it's okay naming them off. Uh, here's my list for each year. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I actually like the Green Mile. That only too. works for three years, though. 2001 through 2003. 
You have your movies? I have mine. All right, keep naming them. Okay. Number 26. No, aren't you going to name the rest of the movies? Yeah, that's all of them. Social right. Network, Up in the Air, and Wally. I saw part of Wally. That was that was the film of the year. For for me. Oh, for, yeah, that's right. In 2008. Really? Wally? Yeah, I thought it was a great movie. Okay. All right. I like those Pixar movies. Okay. Okay. So, uh, my name... In the shark, <laughs> my name in the Sharknado credits, and you have to see this. There's like fifty, hundred names, and there's a little red line to Caleb Garcia. And if you don't know this, you should already know this already. Sharknado, mm-hmm. which is like the James Dean of coolness of movies, uh, because the that guy from uh, Beverly Hills Two One O is uh, in all of them. Yeah. Um, uh, and Tara Reid. What's his name? Ian Ian Ziering. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Tara Reid, who's right. an iconic 80s uh, hottie, right? More like iconic 90s, but yeah. All right. Well, she's... And is she still... American she's still fame. a good... So you dated Tara Reid. <laughs> oh, I wish. You wish you dated Tara Reid? Yeah. Or, or you did... I did not. Did you ever mentally date her? No. She was on set, though. Yeah. So I saw her. And you were like, Tara Reid, what up? Like that? Yeah. And what'd she say? I think I, um, it was it was brief. I think I briefly saw her. Uh-huh. So anyways. That's that's very cool. At the beginning of Sharknado. Yes. A bunch of people at the beach. And they first start seeing the tornado coming with the sharks. Yeah. And I'm there with the beach ball throwing it to someone. And then someone's like, the sharks! And then we all start running away yeah. from the beach. So that was the scene I was in. Oh, I'm out of water. Okay. We keep podcasts. I'll commit on that. Caleb doesn't like sand, so his commitment to film is extraordinary. Secondly, I've never seen Caleb with a beach ball. So, yeah. That's, I, I had to really act. I was acting. In that scene. And now, I'm guessing this wasn't a nude beach, though, right? No. Okay. But I would have done it if it was. Really? Despite the sharks coming? Yeah, I on on my extra th- paperwork, I agree to do nudity. They just never asked me, but I was willing. Wow, really? With like you a get whole... a you get a pay bump. How much? Like I don't know, twenty bucks. It's less for guys. So so there'd have been like thirty nude people there, and you would have been comfortable with that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You have no problem with that. I'd have to exercise self control. Exercise self control. So don't get too excited. (laughs) Would that be an issue? (laughs) There might be. Uh, I've never been to a nude beach. I don't know. That's another kind of bump. All right. (laughs) And it's very rare that a movie would give background actors credit in the credits. Yeah, that's that. This is the one time it ever happened for me in the three plus years I was a. Background extra. I would go this far. So that's why it's there. Not that I even know any of the actual things I'm generally in, but I also do background work. I don't look in the credit. I don't even look. But I actually don't even look for stuff. I actually, to be honest, don't even know the things I'm in because I'm not like a movie person. But I would just say... You've established that. I would (laughs) But I would just say, I would... It didn't even, till this came up, even occur to me to look in any credits. That's how remote of a chance it is. <laughs> so this being uh, him in the credits, my kibitz is 
This could be higher, really. It could be. Because... And it became this cult classic. Yeah, it's not just a terrible movie. movie. It's a it's a uh, a string of terrible movies. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, there's like twelve of them now. Actually, I think if one came out in the theater because I have movie pass, you can see it for free. Yeah. Or you know people, you know, that will do a theater chain. I'd go see it. Yeah, a lot of this list is like bucket list stuff. Yeah. So seeing my name in the credits was like a bucket list thing. I was going to say, more than an accomplishment, because like going to any awards isn't like an accomplishment. It's more of a bucket list. But but that's okay. A lot of this stuff is bucket list stuff. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, 25. 25. Getting three letters published in it. Wow, I can't even finish a sentence. We're getting into (laughs) some heady air here. Getting three letters published in Entertainment Weekly. Let's just stop for a second at published. Getting anything published... That's fantastic. Yeah. I, I didn't even get something published when I turned in homework and, and it <laughs> got graded. Like, I didn't even, you know, like when the teacher's like, oh, this is, look at this writing or look at this. My mom was ecstatic when I was in first grade. I wrote this thing about Lion Country Safari, which, okay, that dates me. <laughs> and she's like, oh my gosh, you wrote this huge, great thing. That was first grade. Yeah. And that's, that was, you know, I peaked. That was it. That was a peak. So, if so, this is I'm just stumbling for words. This oh. this is a fantastic achievement. I was a big How fan did of, you get of this? Entertainment Weekly. Yes, I was a subscriber and everything. Now a fan before they publish your stuff, right? Oh yeah. So this is fantastic. So this is just one, but over the years I sent them three letters and they published it three times. All right, well, the first one is called Trigger Happiness. Yeah. What was that about? It's about Will Smith was in this movie called The Pursuit of Happiness. Mm-hmm. And that was the cover story. Now, I'm a big fan of Will Ferrell. He, okay. That's different a, guy. That's a different guy. Yeah. But he made some funny movies, didn't he? Yeah, but I'm a bigger fan of Will Smith. Okay, I'm just saying, but Will Ferrell made some funny movies. Yeah. Okay. The second one is called Chuck's Beef. Well, yeah, I did That's a that. play on... John Cryer wrote that one. It's a, it's a, but uh, Chuck is could be a type of beef. Chuck like steak. Yeah. So Chuck's beef. It's a play on words there. Yeah, he's so referring that's to Chuck funny. Lorre. Right. Now, unfortunately, you didn't write that. No. But John Cryer did. John Cryer did. But you're right next to John Cryer. Yeah. So that's like you're Charlie. Uh, you're. Uh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah, it's like you're Charlie Sheen. So I'll tell you what I did write. Yeah. Because it's short. Excitement doesn't get much more genuine than with the willpower cover story. Anything Will Smith touches turns to gold, as this talented actor makes the pursuit of happiness that much easier for moviegoers. And they use my quote as the spotlight. The main spotlight quote. Wow. So there was another one about V for Vendetta they published, and one about Taylor Swift they published. And then I also sent a letter into. Time Magazine when they're interviewing Was Taylor Swift a little jealous of Tara Reid just saying? Oh, probably not. Taylor Swift's way more successful than Tara Reid will ever be. Was Tara Reid more jealous of Taylor Swift? Probably. Yeah. Alright, very nice. Alright. 24. By the way, uh, it's three letters, not just the one, so that's beautiful. Three. Alright, number 24. Seeing three of my favorite comedians live on stage. There's three people, and I kind of don't know them, but say about who they are. 
So the three comedians are Eddie Izzard, Dennis Miller, and Jim Gaffigan. Dennis Miller in the middle. Now, he's not really a comedian. He's a uh, sportscaster for Monday Night Football. But he used to do stand-up comedy. He's really more of a sportscaster. But he used to do stand-up comedy, and I saw... uh, These are three of my favorite stand-up comedians. I'm kind of just kidding. He was... He's a stand-up comedian and did some movies. He's first Silent Life guy. Oh. Where did you see them? Your deadpan so good. Yeah, thank you. I saw Dennis and Jim at the Canyon Club in Agora Hills. And Eddie was at this, this place in downtown LA. So me and my, my best friend growing up, Keith Cottenbach, we were big into stand-up comedy in high school. So me and Keith would go to these shows. And these were three of my favorite comedians and his. And, um... And were and, they funny and live? Oh, yeah. That was Dennis Miller. He's my favorite of the three. Yeah, amazingly funny. And he's kind of a conservative guy, too, so it's a bonus. Yeah, definitely. So, just one of those bucket list things. <clears throat> and he, unlike a lot of other Saturday Live people, I was thinking of the senator guy. Al Franken? Yeah. Uh, Dennis Miller hasn't been busted for impropriety, has he? Correct. <clears throat> so that's a plus. That's not, yeah. Yeah, he hasn't got caught groping anyone yet. So you're saying he's a groper and hasn't got caught? <laughs> saying he hasn't gotten caught. Uh, did he grope you? I don't know. You don't know if he groped you? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> you're backtracking. It doesn't matter. Des Miller groped you, didn't grope you, we don't know. It's not on your bucket list, though, right? Or is that like number three? Des Miller groped me, Should number not. three. Okay, all right, so you say... 23. I haven't actually met these guys. I just saw them. So he just groped you in the... Did, the did not did not grope. He did not... I don't want to start any rumors. He did not know that he groped you. <laughs> did not grope. So, did not meet him. So there was... He kind of doped you first? If he did grope me, I would say, I met Dennis Miller. <laughs> Instead of, <laughs> I saw Dennis Miller. <laughs> I would well, put a positive spin on it. Okay. <laughs> All right, so that's a bucket list item. <laughs> Seeing every movie on the AFI Top 100 and every movie to win Best Picture. Now, this is actually an accomplishment. Like, you didn't just, like, pay to go see a show. You, this actually takes a little work. Yeah, this took years. And um, so I mentioned my buddy Keith growing up. This is something when we were both going to Moorpark College, we started together watching the AFI Top 100 list, and probably two years later we finished it, and then later on on my own I did the Best Picture list, so this ties into the book I'm writing about, the Top 100 Greatest Films. And what's your number one? Casablanca. Casablanca. Yeah. And that's because Back to the Future didn't win, right? It doesn't matter who won. For I'm just saying, if... Back to Future's on the list. Oh, 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 sorry. So you're saying Casablanca is AFI's top number one movie? No, Citizen Kane is. Citizen Kane, okay. Yeah. Casablanca's my choice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 22. Number 22. Oh, your hand's in the way. Meeting <gasps> Noel Neal and Len Wein before they died. They're dead. Who are They're they? Dead. What happened? Um, Noel Neal played Lois Lane on The Adventures of Superman. A 1950s show with Ooh. George Reeves. George Reeves? Yeah. Is that what you call Reeves' dad? No. Because it's Christopher Reeve, 
and then George Reeves. Plural. Is that just a coincidence? Yeah. Whoa! How did that happen? <laughs> just, just a similar name. That's funny. Similar Does all name? Supermans have to be Reeve or Reeves or Reeves something? Uh, nope, just just those two. Wow. So and, you um, was yeah. he jealous? You ended up with Lois Lane. Uh, so I met her at one of the first Comic Cons I went to in L.A. And then this guy, Len Wine, met him twice at Comic-Cons. He's, he created a lot of Marvel superheroes. Oh, really? Including a lot of the X-Men. Wolverine, Storm, wow. Nightcrawler, Colossus. Did he get paid for it? Like, recognized for it? Oh, yeah, yeah. He must be wealthy. Yeah, well, now he's dead, so. Uh, can't take it with you. <laughs> yeah, he was a famous editor, wrote Swamp Thing, Watchmen... Wow, and you're standing next to him. If you, you can't see the picture because you're the, the podcast, but Caleb is standing next to him, and he's smiling. You're smiling, of course. Yeah. But he's smiling too, and she is as well. They're happy to be with you. He is, and I'm, I I I like meeting celebrities and taking pictures with them. I'm I'm kind of a celebrity whore in that way. I gotta ask the obvious question that everybody out there in podcast land is dying to ask: Why'd you kill them? Uh, I didn't, so I, sh- I should clear the record. So you say we are on that. Okay, how'd they die? She was probably in her nineties. She does look a little older than when, you when I took a picture with her. So she died in her nineties. She died of old age. <laughs> he died of some disease. All right, some disease. So nice. Got to meet some people before they died. All right, twenty-one. Meeting two of my TV heroes. Oh, that is great. It's uh, Barone, Robert Barone. And who's the other guy? The other guy is John Schneider. John Schneider, he's from Chips, right? Uh, he played Bo Duke on The Dukes of Hazard. Very, I was close. And then he played Jonathan Kent on Smallville. Oh. Karkin's father. Superman. So my first real starstruck experience was meeting John Schneider because he came into the movie theater. Where I got employee of the month. No way! Yeah. And did you give him a free pass? <laughs> no. Because he lived right on Cornell. Oh, really? Really close to the oh, theater. Wow. So I saw him a few times. But then, Brad Garrett, my favorite sitcom is Everybody Loves Raymond. So I got to meet one of the Raymond Five. Yeah. Because Brad Garrett came into Starbucks in Calabasas, and I happened wow. to be there. And, um... He looks very good. He looks the same as he does on TV. So I gotta tell you this story. Because he was here with his fiance at Starbucks. Uh-huh. Who's his fiance? I don't know. Okay. She's not famous. Oh, oh, okay. So Brad Garrett goes into the bathroom. Uh-oh. And I start talking to the fiance. Hey, is that Brad Garrett? <laughs> she's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm such a huge fan. Do you think he would take a picture of me? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, he totally would. Oh, wow. So when Brad Garrett came out, she introduced me. <gasps> like, hey, this guy wants to take a picture with you. And then so right outside, we took the picture. Now, on this picture, your mouth looks large. <laughs> Is that I'm the way... I'm smiling from ear to ear. You literally are smiling from ear yeah. to ear. Is that like a camera angle thing or something? <laughs> or is just... Nope, that's just happiness. It's just happiness. Caleb's mouth literally looks... It's just... Very large. The joy of meeting one of the Raymond Five. Wow. So, one day I, I hope to meet Ray Romano. I think actually you did good meeting him because he seems like he's actually quite a personal guy. Ray Romano, I don't know. Maybe he's... 
Well, you know, he's acting on TV, so. Ray's a legend, though. Everybody loves him. All right, number 20. Number 20 is Dancing with Amelia um, Johnson at my aunt's wedding. And it's a picture. It's not a video. It's a still, so it's possible. It was just a... Yeah, a, uh, a, a fake. He's just standing there looking like he's dancing. But it looks very dancey-ish kind of thing and a very nice vest. And Thank who you. is Amelia Johnson? Amelia Johnson was a friend from high school. He say, why was it? She passed away too. No, she's alive. Killing those other two older people, that was... Wait, you didn't kill them. Yeah, I didn't kill them. Natural causes. That's what we say. Um, she was a friend from high school. Mm-hmm. And a very nice Mormon girl. Mm-hmm. And we just, we were just friends. Nothing yeah. really, we didn't date or anything. Nothing really happened. Um, Do Mormons dance? Yeah, this is photo evidence. Well, she's standing there. It's not a video, so we can't. Oh. But I, I can verify. She was moving around. But she was dancing. Yeah. Now, I have to ask this. It was in Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Did you did you hypnotize her with your pelvic thrustings and stuff? No, probably not. I wasn't very good at dancing. But this is just one of those great memories for me. I had just graduated high school. My Aunt Liz was getting married. I was determined to bring a date to the wedding. I had this great opportunity of Oh, oh so date. she didn't just happen to be there. You asked her. I asked her. She was my date. And she said yes. Yeah. And did she have a boyfriend at the time, or no? So she kind of liked you a bit. Yeah, I think. And so, what no, happened? Do you mind me asking what happened after that? Yeah, nothing happened. Did you ever ask her out again? No. Is that because she was like a Latter Day Saint, or just? Um, there, there was that of I, I knew we would never be in a serious relationship, so I didn't right no point pursue in, it right. I mean, um, but for a wedding day, it. But did you ever it think of out. like converting her from Latter Day Saintness to Christianity? Oh, I don't know if I can do that. God built you with hips for a reason. <laughs> but um, in high school, I never went to any dances. So this is your first dance. Yeah, didn't go to any homecomings or proms or anything. What about the under the sea dance? Did not go to that. Right. Um. So this was sort of so the reason this then is special isn't just because oh that's Billy Johnson, it's like your first dance yeah, wow it's the equivalent of I danced with a friend at the prom yeah it's I've, kind of at that level I've heard that you can dance uh, you can dance if you wanted but if you don't dance that there's not a friend of yours is that true. <laughs> You can dance if you want to. Yeah. You can leave your friends behind. That's it? Yeah. So, it just sort of symbolically... You look like uh, you're having fun. Yeah. She, more importantly, she looks like she's having fun. I never danced with a woman before, but fortunately, there was a dance instructor at the wedding. Wow. Who was an Elvis impersonator. Wow. And... He walked you through some moves. He walked you through it, yeah. This is how wow. the, the lead and how the hands and how the Had she danced goes. before? Or? I don't know. Probably. I mean, in PE, we did some dancing. Yeah. So there was that. All right. Very good. So that's number 20. Number 19. Holding my... Oh, holding my knee, newborn niece. Now, uh, credit here has to go to uh, Jared and his wife... Jessica. Jessica, because 
this is a lot of their uh yeah their uh, uh their Mabel's anime. birth is more of Jessica's accomplishment yeah <laughs> So for Jessica, this might be like seventeen or sixteen. <laughs> this might be it's, higher for you. It's not higher on on her list. Now I want to describe the picture because this is a really. Cute but it's picture. like I didn't drop her. That's the accomplishment. Yeah, it's it's holding, not dropping. Yeah, holding. Dropping to her knees would be like twenty third, twenty fourth. So. Yeah, uh, hours after her birth in the delivery room. And I just to verify for people on the podcast, he's holding her and she looks. Secure, she's not on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't look actually like he's even looking at her. <laughs> no, looking into the camera. He's looking into the camera, but uh, nonetheless, his hand looks like it's firmly under her. And, uh, she, yeah. She even looks maybe asleep. Hard to tell. Yeah. But very good. So, you know, it's, it's a little symbolic. That's good. That's number 19. So, number 18. 18. Is going to Comic Con, San Diego Wizard, WonderCon, Long Beach, San Jose. He's a broad fellow. Yeah, this is me with Paul Dini, who uh, has written for a lot of animated shows and comic books and stuff. He looks familiar. Was he in something? No. Oh. Just a writer. Oh. But he looks like maybe he was in something. He's big in the comic book community. He's just big, period. Yeah. Look at. Large. He is a large. I have a broad. Large and me. talented. Yeah. So for I, me, um, that looks like a Star Trek shirt. Is that what you were? It is. For? Yeah, <gasps> I nailed it. It's nailed my it. Captain Kirk shirt. Nice. Do you have the ears? No. Do you? Are you a particular? Oh, it's Captain Kirk. I yeah. Guy. Spock would be blue. Very 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 cool. And this is Comic Con San Diego. Yeah, this one's in any, San Diego. Any reason to go to uh, San Diego is a good thing. It's really beautiful down there. Yeah, someone who grew up uh, reading comic books and really into sci-fi and fantasy, Comic-Con was a big bucket list item, Yeah, and I basically have been once a year since I was 18. But this is your second one, Comic-Con, that's on here. Yeah. Oh, nice. Because the other one was meeting the dead people. Yeah. So he, this is higher because of who he is then, I'm guessing. No, that's nothing to do with meeting him. This is a large umbrella of Comic Con. I've been going every year yeah. since eighteen. It's a tradition. It's a thing I do. It's All right. it's the a, a mecca f- for geeks. And this year, though, I'm just wondering why this one was higher up on the list than the other one. Uh, because it's not just the one time. It's the and this time was a fun time. It's all nine times that I've been. All right, number seventeen. We're 17. Oh, starting my book of the 100 Greatest Films. <gasps> Writing a book. Now, finish, Writing a book. finishing a book, that'll be way higher up. That would be higher. Still, you can't. Somebody who's starting a journey of like 10,000 miles starts with the first step. Writing yeah, a book. Exactly. Starts with having it on your list. One of my big dreams for my life is to write a book. Mm hmm. And I needed a way to break down that book into bite sized chunks. And how many chapters is in your book? There will be a hundred. So each film is a chapter. Yes. Each review. And each chapter is like a couple of pages. So this is going to be a pretty long book. A couple yes. seven hundred pages. Yeah. Wow. I will be reviewing each of the 100 movies. I've done 18 so far. Selling five jokes to Gene Parrott. Who's Gene Parrott? No, I know he is. 
Well, for the audience. For the people that don't know. Gene Parrott Everybody is, is my Uncle Andy's wife's father. He's my best friend. Uh, me and Bob Hope, we go back. Uh, he died. Kid didn't kill him. He is actually a... He talked to us one day for like an hour, just rattled off like, oh yeah, the the Emmy's this, the uh, I was on a plane with Bob to Vietnam that... I was, oh yeah, I wrote that joke. Oh, this. I mean, the guy's amazing. You sold him five jokes. What were the five jokes? Yeah, well, they're Gene, on there. Gene was a comedy writer and wrote for Bob Hope. Um, shoot, what's her name? Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett, there you go. Whole bunch of people. He's written like 40 books. I, I know who because he's my BFF. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, Gene has a website yeah. and. People become members and they sell him jokes. I, I'm not on that because we're BFFs. So, since I did the stand-up through my dad in his Bible study, I had all these jokes. And I sent him the jokes and he bought them three bucks a piece. So he bought five of the jokes. Three bucks a piece? Oh, yeah, three dollars a piece. you'd get more than that. And in fact, on the wall, I still have the check they wrote me hanging up on the wall. Uncashed? Because it was such a big accomplishment. And so, how come it's at 16? Seems like it could be higher then. Because, okay, let, let's, let me, you're, you're saying who Gene Parrott is. Yeah. But I'm trying to say, he's like a major guy. Like, you go back 20 years, 30 years ago, like, he's like the, the guy in the industry. Yeah. Now, for those of you who don't know who are, Steve. We're talking to Steve here. <laughs> <laughs> but anybody else listening, like Bob Hope was the guy for years. Yeah. The guy. He'd be like the... The guy. He'd be he like... He hosted the Oscars Will a lot. Will Ferrell, Will Smith, all the Wills rolled into one. <laughs> yeah. He was... Had his own show every year, especially... I mean, he is like the A-list of comedy... And this is the guy who wrote a lot of his stuff. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Okay. So, these are the five jokes. Yeah. In case you're interested. Have you ever seen the movie, um, the movie where the one where that guy gets chased around and they can't get him, he writes a lot of, uh, becomes the pilot, he's a pilot and a doctor and a lawyer. Catch Me If You Can? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then... Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks is the guy in that as well. He's done a lot of good movies. Yeah. I was thinking it's a Steven my, Spielberg movie. One of my favorite movies was Green Mile, and Tom Hanks is in that. He had that. triple ping. So, yeah. Tom Hanks in that movie is the straight laced guy, and then they're in the car, and it's kind of awkward with his two uh, FBI guy buddies. Mm-hmm. And then and they're like, "You want me to lighten up? You want me to tell a joke?" Yeah. And then he <laughs> says, "They're like, yeah." He says, "Knock, knock." Yeah, <laughs> I can't say the rest of it, but me and my daughter—it's a special thing. Like we will say, "Hey, da da da," say she's like, like in another other countries doing stuff, and I will say that, and then she just laughs. It's an inside joke for us. It's a great movie. Now you're saying that you've got five jokes better than Tom Hanks' "Catch Me If You Can" joke. Is that what you're I have saying? five three-dollar jokes. Five three-dollar jokes. So you can actually put a price tag on these jokes. I'm going to read the first one. Okay, go ahead. I think it's important to vote. 
the government isn't going to corrupt itself. Yep. It's a three dollar joke right there. That's also kind of a true statement. I think a lot of jokes have truth in them. That's what why it's it's funny because it's true. But the government is gonna corrupt itself. Yeah. Okay. Men only say seven thousand words a day. And half of them are dude. That's kind of a Southern California thing. Yeah. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the, Gene is in Southern California. So, so if it. you're listening and you're in France, and English isn't even your language, <laughs> that joke doesn't work. But if these were international jokes, you would have gotten like 5 or $6 for them. So. Yeah, unless there's a dude equivalent in France. Yeah, with the dude equivalent but in France would there be is. Francois you or know. something. So the other ones are... The other day I went to a pool party. I ate so much food, I had to wait three hours before I could go swimming. Three hours before swimming. Normally it's half an hour. Yeah, but I ate so much food. So much food. It was a buffet. Yeah. Uh, The next one? I went to a TGI Friday's on a Thursday once. It just wasn't the same. Thursday, for your information, is TGI. Thank God it's Friday. (laughs) Thursday is not right. So... Yeah. That wouldn't uh, count. Ideally, you would go to TGI Fridays on a Friday. Because TGI, thank God, it's Friday. They're thanking God for Friday. And Friday at sundown is when the Sabbath begins. Why wouldn't (laughs) you go on this? You'd have to walk there if you're Jewish, though. So that could be a reason. Why'd you go on Thursday? I'm on Thursday because I can't. It's too far to walk. I'm Jewish. Thank God it's Thursday. Just doesn't have the same feel. Yeah. Exactly. You're playing See, off the expression. <laughs> Jesus didn't, wouldn't have gone on a Friday because he was on the cross. I, I, I'm on the cross. Can't go. Well, <laughs> maybe that was his motivation getting off the cross. Why'd you have the cross? I, wanna go to, I, don't, I just think Friday begins the weekend. Yeah. That's where the expression Jewish. comes from. Uh, you have one more joke? If the assumption is you're not working the next two days. Right. That's Unless you work at Tuesday. The next yeah. joke was actually written by Chris Golden, and I took credits. So... My pastor would say you move closer to Satan. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The joke is, uh, half the calories burned in a bowling alley are from changing your shoes. I kind of don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you now it was written by Chris Gold. Yeah, that's my brother, so I'm not going to claim any of that. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. There's one more. In bowling, three strikes in a row is a turkey in a... In a what world? In the dating world. In the dating world, a turkey is the guy who decided to take you bowling. Yeah. That one not written by me, written by Linda Parrott, Gene's daughter. Mm-hmm. So. So that was a, uh, a big accomplishment. Let's divulge it a little bit. Obviously, she was wounded by a guy who took her bowling, and she doesn't prefer bowling. <laughs> yeah. Seems like it. Seems like that was the case. She's like... A cheesy date. Cheesy date. But my, one of my dream jobs would be writing jokes for people like Jimmy Fallon. Or wait, 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 show. wait. Let's let's hold off on Jimmy Fallon for a second. Okay. Holding. She did know about bowling because the first half of that joke is three strikes is a turkey. I didn't know that, so she must have bowled a bit. Yeah. So Maybe. here's the thing, she just didn't like the guy. She didn't like the guy. That yeah. He took her bowling. He's a turkey. No. He's a turkey because she just didn't like him. He took her bowling. She obviously is familiar with bowling, like bowling. He must have just been a jerk. 
Yeah. It could be a first date, and that's not her ideal first date. Yeah. If you're going to take a girl to a first date, it's better take them to your aunt's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, I already knew the girl, so we had some I wasn't actually joking. Actually, that's a good first I date. I think so. No, that, People no, love weddings. That's not a, not a slam. Yeah. I actually think taking a girl bowling is actually not bad. As is evidence here by that she knew bowling. She must have <laughs> liked bowling. This guy just must have been, you know, a jerk in <laughs> other ways. Uh, maybe I'm reading too much into this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people say the movies is a bad first date because mm-hmm. you don't really get to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And maybe bowling similar. There's it's no, but noisy. You're sitting, yeah, but you're it's having to sit and talk to people. while other people bowl. That's, I don't know. We'll have to ask Linda what her ideal first date is. <sighs> well, we're never going to get to the bottom unless we do. <laughs> so, anyways, there you go. $3 jokes. So I feel like those jerks, jokes are worthy of $3. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But a side benefit here is if you're thinking of dating Linda Parrott, <laughs> yeah. don't take her rolling. Take her rolling. Do something else. Yeah. All right, number 15. 15. Writing an article for JustLex.com. Johnny G! Johnny G. Shout out there. Because JustLex is... John Guttero's website. John Guttero, for those of you who don't know, is the definition of cool in the 80s. Yes. And he has a, an, a, a company. Is he the owner of the company? or? He was one of the founders. Founder. Of the of the website, which is still going strong today, and Lux is kind of like a, it's thing a luxury, for luxury website. Yep, just luxury, luxury websites. And what what kind of things do they sell? <clears throat> well, I'll tell you the story. Tell me the story, Caleb. I'm supposed to ask the question first. It's my job. Hey, Caleb, tell me the story <laughs> how just. <laughs> well, <laughs> so Johnny was a big inspiration in me wanting to become a writer, and he had this website. And he gave me a writing assignment for the website. Nice. So it was this thing called Oceanfront. It was all these hotels in Orange County. And it was a two-day event that he sent me on, all expenses paid, with a bunch of other writers from different magazines and websites. And we went to each hotel, we ate the food... We stayed the night at one. We went to the Costa Mesa. And it was all comped. It was all paid for. Wow. Went to Brooks Brothers. Got a free fitted dress shirt. Wow. And all this stuff. And all I had to do was write an article about my experience. Uh-huh. And I did. And he was the editor on it. And he published it on the website. Let's read it. So bust out Ray-Bans. Live the California dream. Journey to the Golden Coast. That has everyone from the Beach Boys to Katy Perry singing in ecstasy. The resorts, malls, and beaches of Os... The oceanfront. Yeah, that's the word I was stumbling through. Are heaven sliced and fine living. Treat yourself, and you'll feel like the million bucks that you are. By Caleb Garcia, just like contributor. Yeah. That is a well-written article. You mentioned the Beach Boys, Katy Perry. I mean... Katy Perry, she's now on The Voice or American Idol, whatever it is. American Idol, yeah. And uh, she's a, quite the personality. Yeah. She's quite. She's like somebody. We were talking earlier a little bit about like celebrities that you. Hey, like uh, Robert Barone made you smile big. I think meeting her, I'd be like a little goofy, like yeah. <gasps> Katy Perry, like uh, she's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, actually, she comes off as not cool, which is cool. Like she comes off as kind of normalness yeah and you don't really hear her sing on the show because she's like a judge and you kind of forget that she's actually got a better voice than almost everybody's singing 
and uh, she's had like successful what three or four albums. So I mean, this isn't, yeah. you know, like her thing isn't being a judge. But as a judge, she's kind of goofy. Yeah. And you're like, wow, like we could be best friends because she's just like a person. But probably off the set, no, you couldn't really be friends because she's actually super duper whatever. But famous. Yeah. Yeah. So, is Katy Perry one of your friends? Is that why you're writing her in this? No, she has a song called California Girls. <gasps> right. Which is a play off the Beach Boys song. Is that cute or pretty to hear? And she spells it with a U. Like, it's different. Uh-huh. So, it was a but reference to that. She's a bad speller or just what? What's her? No, she just didn't want it the same as the Beach Boys song. So, they oh. both did a song called California Girl. So. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> California Girls. Um... I would like to point out, this is only the last paragraph of the article. Oh. The full article is like two pages. I was, I was about to say, you got a lot of uh, free comps. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, no. Pounds about three and a half lines, basically it's, it's just so name dropping. It's so much. <laughs> apparently people who aren't friends of yours, but that's no, okay. It's, it's a much longer two-page article. Again, so. Johnny G's ultra cool. 14. Let's go to it. Number 14. Giving the best man speech at Jared's wedding, which is your brother. And look how happy they look with your speech. Yeah. Your speech is in your hand. Looks like you have it memorized because you're not even looking at the words. <laughs> I have parts of it memorized. This reminds me of a song, Stand and Deliver, by the by Adam and the Ants. Stand and Deliver, best man's wedding speech. Stand and Deliver. Tell me about the wedding. What there's, there's, happened at the wedding? There's an old Jerry Seinfeld joke uh-huh. where he says... People's greatest fear, even above death, is public speaking. Right. So if you're at a funeral, people would rather be in the ground than the one giving the eulogy. Mm-hmm. So this was a terrifying experience for me. Was it really? Oh, yeah. I was so nervous. But it's your family. It's not like people that you should... You know, it's not Katy Perry, isn't it? Still there? a large crowd. All right. Were they judgy? And it's, it's an important occasion. It's well, a wedding. It you can screw it up. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ways you could ship wedding. You could put the luggage in the wrong part of the car. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could do all kinds of things. You could yell shotgun and then have to retract your shotgun statement because it's totally referenced to sitting in the front seat because you put the luggage in the wrong None of that, though. You're here delivering the speech. Yeah, which is why I typed out the speech mm-hmm. and read it because I didn't want to risk improvising and then forgetting it, drawing you, a blank. But did you memorize it? looks like you haven't memorized from the picture. I would sort of know what the next line is and then look up and then look down again and read, kind of go back and forth. Well, so I wasn't just looking at the paper the it, whole time. It's a good picture because it caught you yeah. in a confident moment. And look at their beaming. Yeah. Beaming. This is before the luggage fiasco, but they're beaming here. Well, it's too It's an accomplishment as a writer because I thought I did a very good job writing the speech. Which we don't have a copy of. So we'll take your word. Yeah, I mean, I have a recording of the audio, so... I think, though, the accomplishment here is maybe what you're going to say next, which is... Which is the, the public speaking yeah. part. Yeah. Which is my my voice not shaking, me not... Me being able to get through it. It's also, and maybe that's a later one, or higher up one, that you're the best man. I mean, that's quite a cool thing. Yeah. It's a very cool thing. And I think the the pressure is on those two, the best man, the maid of honor. Oh, yeah. Because people don't really expect the officiator to be that entertaining or funny. No, it's on you. But I had to be funny and entertaining with my speech. And I, and I might 
also say which I was that it's a little bit on the best man to keep everything cool like and and uh, civil. Now you might say, well, that's how hard is that? I love the Garcia family, but that's maybe not an easy job in the Garcia family. Yeah. As sometimes like at a at a thing where you've got. Did did anything go awry with civility? No. Good job then. Yeah, so just spend a, a lot of time writing it and making sure it was perfect. Have you ever been a best man? Let me see. Um, I was I was a groomsman. Yeah. Wait. I think I was. Did you have to give a toast? Yes, I had to give speeches and toasts. And yeah, things. so you know how nerve-wracking it could I think be. I was the best man. Yeah, so you got it. Uh, I was no, I I had the civility issues. That was more focused. I didn't write out anything. Yeah. Uh, but you have to be careful because you want to be funny that you don't offend certain people there. You know, so that's that's the balancing act. Like in your case, you wouldn't make Mexican jokes because. No, I kept it more focused on Jared. So. Jared. Yeah. Because he's, he's the man that's getting married. Yeah. I think you did a it good was a job. Speech about him. Good job. I mean, from this picture. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, thirteen. Number thirteen. Making my Back to the Future. Uh, Back to the Future mm-hmm. video. I've seen this, so I can actually make a legitimate comment here for probably the first time in this whole entire uh, bucket <laughs> brigade. Yeah, okay. I like that. The bucket brigade. Here is a picture. Caleb is skating. Into oncoming traffic in front of a Burger King. <laughs> yep. And what's scary about this picture is he's not actually looking at the... Unless this was a stage where he's just standing there, but he's not a skateboard, so I don't think so. He's not even looking at the direction from which the car, cars would come. Now, you say, yeah, but the people videoing it and taking the pictures, they'd tell him no. Because I know the people taking the pictures, it was my brother. Mm-hmm. He would not give you a heads up. But let's say he did. There's no way in the four feet which you're about to go into traffic that you would... And, and, and normally when you shoot, by the way, you'd put up signs like we're filming here. Yeah. Now this is kind of a gorilla deal, right? Very gorilla. No, nobody... There was no signs. You didn't call the the, the council. No, no signs. Hey, sign. we're filming. Call Very low budget. Very low budget. <laughs> no signs. No nothing. Just fearlessly skating out into traffic. So this is... Probably should be left I mean, I can see that there are no cars coming for a while. It looks like that in the picture, but we only can see half of one lane, so... That's true. We don't know what cars are going to hit you. I, my guess is that you didn't get hit because here you are today, so... Yeah. And I just <laughs> needed to clear the curb into the street. Right. But anyways, this was a video that took years to complete... Because I used multiple cameras over the years, and finally one day I'm like, I have to finish this thing. I have the footage. And it was my first time using an editing program on my computer to, to cut together the footage and make a whole thing with music. And so it was like my first little movie I made. There's a part where you roll down a hill, right? Yep. Yep. Right here to Gora. Did your own stunts. My own stunts. Shout out to Gora. Did a few stunts. And uh, this Burger King, where. Where is this? This is in Burbank, my favorite city. Is that Ventura Boulevard? Not sure. Um, but it's the actual Burger King in Back to the Future. So we shot as much on location as we could. Wow, that's very cool. Yes. So that's number 13. 
13, yay. And this, by the way, I think partly is there because it is Back to the Future. I mean, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Paid time off in a snowy wasteland. Where is this? This was in Wyoming. Wyoming. This was a recent accomplishment. Uh huh. So, uh, last December. I've never been to Wyoming. Tell me about Wyoming. Uh, Wyoming is very beautiful and it snows and it's cold. Uh huh. But the accomplishment is I want, I took a road trip to Salt Lake City, stayed with a friend. Mm -hmm. And then one of those days I went to Wyoming and back. And it was only made possible because my boss's Christmas gift to us, he said, I'm giving you two paid days off. So the, the what really elevates this to 12 is that you got paid to go to Wyoming. I got paid. And to have fun. Did you have fun? Oh, yeah. Did you ski? The whole trip was fun. No. Oh, skiing. I've skied in Utah. It's fun. Yeah. I, I did ski down a black diamond. It didn't go that well, meaning I crashed. Had a snow enema. I don't even want to talk about that. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just the snow is fun, especially coming from Southern California. Like it's just fun to have like a snow day, not to live there. Yeah, like living in Wyoming would be pretty for a little while and cold. So yeah, nice. the the snow part I wasn't. I, I like looking at it more than than rolling around in it. it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not like a big play in the snow guy or sand. You don't like things like elements no. to get in your. Premises. Nope, I'm an indoor kid. Right. That's why I like driving, being in a car. But it was always a dream of mine to get paid time off. Wow. And my mom always worked a job where she got the four weeks off, whatever. And to me, it was so mind-boggling. I'm always an hourly employee. I couldn't fathom. Yeah. You get time off and you get paid. And you traveled. And you travel. Like, that's just... Trifecta. I could not fathom that as a thing so this was the first time I ever got paid time off so my question with that is unless something phenomenal is coming up how come it's not in the top 10 this is 12 because there's 11 better, better things oh well let's get to it number 11 number 11 Wait, you've got me Meet. meeting Carrie Williams that's so cool who is she I have no <laughs> idea Carrie Williams is my half cousin oh relative okay and this I was thinking she's like from Star Wars this pairs with the paid time off. Because this was the uh, same trip. Uh-huh. So it's elevated one because you met a relative. And, by the way, one of your things is relatives and stuff. Yes. I'm a big fan of genealogy, of meeting family members for the first time. And this was all done on my initiative. But... Planned by me. I'm half right because she is kind of Star Wars-ish because Carrie Fisher... Yeah. Huge in Star Wars. Passed away. Two carries. Moment of sounds. But her name is Williams. So still, it's yeah. Star Wars tie there, right? Yeah. So they films, have the, the relatives, paid time off. The carry connection. And it, where is this? This was at a Freddy's in South Ogden, which is north of Salt Lake City. Oh, and the same paid vacation you went from Wyoming to Texas? No, no. Oh. This was in Utah. That would have been. Oh, Ogden is in Utah. Ogden's in Utah. <gasps> yeah. I'm geographic challenge. <laughs> I've been to Ogden, but I forgot. Okay. It was just one of those great trips where everything I planned worked out. And when everything went exactly to plan. Oh, that's and rare. And it was great. 
Very so nice. I got to meet this long lost relative and had a great time and that's uh, something I enjoy. It's the when you mentioned Freddy's, is that like an conorgasmic? Yeah, Utah? it's, it's um, <laughs> I mean, there's one out here in, in Thousand Oaks. There it. Yeah, it's a fast food place. I mean, there's, there's a drive. You took Javon there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was for right. Well, I have to go there now. Yeah, because I'm all about. It's great. People are like there. They have really good shakes. We could have gone there today. Yeah. And now, number, number 10. We're the top 10. Top 10 is... Number 10. Starting a podcast, which is awesome because I'm. it's a picture with me. You're in the picture. That's the first one. This looks like a podcast we did at... Uh, is it... This photo... Denny's! Oh, sorry. You told me to be loud. <laughs> I just thought of it. Okay. I have no idea. Was that at Denny's? Yes. It's a Denny's parking lot, right? Yes. Was that Steve's birthday? Your dad's birthday? Um, no? I don't know. That? Your birthday? I, I don't have, have to look back at the date. Okay. I published it. That was a pretty fun podcast. Yes. Um, I've interviewed 13 people over the past couple years of doing the podcast. Uh-huh. But we did one very special four-person episode. That's a very, very unique. With you and I and Steve and Chris. Wait, what's? how come Chris has a 36 spicy? What does that mean? That is the amount of episodes I've done with each person. You've done shit. 36 episodes? Yeah, Chris and I used to do the podcast weekly. Oh. For like three years we did it. You know, for a long time. <gasps> so I'm on seven now. Or, or, or a month. Yeah. So, um. Well, we'll have to update that up to this. Yeah. So, uh, starting the podcast, KCast. Wow. Was, uh, I, I move into a tie with Kent and Jared. Yeah. Oh, wow. I move past, I'm past your dad, past your grandfather. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm. Yeah. It's very good. Now, I know my son Javon's on there for two. You're going to be in the top. Of the top three. Uh, well, yeah, tied for the top. Yes. Uh, he's, he's, Only Chris and Devin will be ahead of you. I'm not going to beat Chris. I have zero desire. <laughs> okay. To beat. <laughs> if I beat Chris, that would be. I feel bad for you. So there you go. Starting the podcast, and that's the one the four of us did. I, I have re listened to it a few times, and I enjoy listening to it. So Nice. That was a lot of fun. And. Hopefully there's a lot more to come with the podcast. Uh, we did a broadcast with uh, Mark Brokerchar recently. I thought that went pretty well. Yeah, yeah, it did. It went really well. We were at a Starbucks, and what was awesome about that was it it was it was good because, um, like a lot of times, or okay, I've only done seven, I've done thirty six, but you talk about things, and people kibitz in like we do. Mm-hmm. But in that one, because Mark Brokerchar is like a kind of a renowned uh, in his circle person like with all these stories yeah. of all these places like every every story was actually we didn't have to kibitz to enhance anything he has had amazing stories it's kind of cool yeah we just let him talk and oh, wax and poetic go, yeah go wax his story yeah poetic and I, we use self control not talked about things we shouldn't yes and it's great because you took the initiative on that one it was your idea 
you made it happen. I, I did. I thought knowing. Uh, I, I think it's good actually. Oh, Mark's uh, he's an international speaker, but I don't actually know that he's been podcast like told his story in this format. And uh, but putting that together, he was just here in LA for one day. Yeah, and we had quite a day. It was quite an adventure. So uh, this is like a little advertisement for hearing that podcast if you hadn't heard it. Uh, but um, knowing your love of podcasting and interesting people and travel, I mean, he fits the bill. So yeah, so very very. I cool. Hope to in- increase that list from thirteen to fifty. Okay, number nine. Taking a road trip to Idaho. Woo! Your own private Idaho, in the words of, um, what's his face, the guy that does all those movies and he's... Oh, who did that? My own uh, private Idaho. My own private Idaho. I don't know. It's a B-52 know. song, but no, no, he's a oh. point break and... Um, Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves. From oh. Right. Keanu. Yeah, I've never, I haven't seen that movie. Have you ever seen Point Break or My Own Private Idaho? I've seen Point Break, but not my own private Idaho. Oh. So you just went to Idaho for other reasons. Yeah. Yeah, this is a picture uh, out in Boise. And um, this was a road trip I took right after college. Mm-hmm. And my my neighbor, Ralph, had moved to Idaho. He's a good friend. And it was just my first... It was my first time going to Northern California and seeing so much of that. So it was a big milestone for me. For those of you who don't know, Northern California is north of Southern California. Every young person takes that epic road trip before the age of yeah. 22, you know. There's actually a movie called Road Trip, I think. Yeah, yeah, there is. And, um... So this was it. Yeah, this was, a. Uh, well, yeah, it was different than the movie, because it was solo. Um, Everybody's road trip is different. Yeah, so for me it was... I went to San Jose, stayed with a friend, Rick, visited my cousin, Michelle, in San Francisco, visited another friend, Kathy, then went to Idaho, stayed Kathy, with Kathy, what's her last name? Uh, Lube. Kathy. It was a friend from college who, who lived in NorCal. You know, Lupe's, the Mexican food place in Dallas they closed. Oh, Lupe's? Yeah, they closed. Oh, they did? Oh. It's sad. It's like yeah. an iconic... That was uh, a good place. Yeah. And good food. Mm-hmm. So then went from there to Idaho, which included a five-day backpacking trip in the mountains. Wow. Five-day yeah. backpacking trip in the mountains. Yeah, with Ralph's it, church group. It wasn't in uh, the winter, was it? No, it was summer. Oh, because that would be freezing. This was July, I think, like Hot. the next month after I graduated. And then on the way back, went to Oregon, uh, visited a friend in Portland, stayed with wow. a friend, uh, Liz Kanan, in Oregon, and then... Uh, came back to San Jose and then back down. Now, so the if, whole thing took like if Liz two weeks. Married a guy and his last name was Doom. She'd be Canaan Doom. Liz yeah, Canaan Doom. Yeah, if she used her maiden last name as her middle name. Well, people often keep their oh. maiden name and then there. Yeah, they do. Because Canaan Doom Road, that that does. All right, number eight. So that was big road trip to Idaho. I love road trips. Number eight. Interviewing my grandparents. Oh man, I did a spoiler. <laughs> Interviewing my grandparents and making a short documentary. I'm very sorry. I didn't know this was coming up, but I should have guessed it. But I noted when I so s- important. It w- it's its own. Yeah, and and that's why I was list. saying the two most interesting things on there, and this was kind of one of them. And here it is. So I was 
right on the money. I've seen the video. It's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really into genealogy and family history. Like the Latter-day Saints. And when after my, my great-uncle Mike Garcia passed away, uh, I really thought I need to record some of the older family members. Because one day they will pass, and I want a record of their voice and telling their stories. Right. So that set me on this mission of interviewing both grandparents, which I have, and I feel that sense of accomplishment. Like, this is going to be valuable someday. Already is. Already is. Already is, yeah. What was your favorite takeaway from the interview? Um, that's a good question. Um, boy, I mean, the documentary is about how they met that story. Mm-hmm. So I like that. It's just condensed it into a 10-minute story. Um, I like the next one I want to do is how they moved to Agora. Tell that in like a 10-minute story. And then I want to do some on-camera interviews with them where I kind of pick the best of from both of their stories. Yeah, they moved out to Liberty Canyon. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the only thing out here back then was like Wizens. And, I mean, it was just yeah. a long time ago. <laughs> Agora now is like, I mean, it's the New York of Los Angeles. Yeah, my grandfather started working for Sunkist and Sherman Oaks. And they moved the employees out to Agora. They bought the first row of houses on Patrick Henry Street on Liberty Canyon. So that one decision affected all the kids and grandkids. Certainly and did. This, this is why we're, we were born and raised out here. Agora Hillites. Yep. All right, number seven. Number seven. Asking Brian Cranston a question on the Autumn Crawler podcast. Oh, this was so cool. This was a super. It was you were so looking forward to this, yeah. and then you actually got to ask him a question, and the question kind of came a bit of a debate about the question. This is a little bit of a a little hoopla, little. Uh, I could have been more clear in my wording. Controversial yeah. question. Tell us the question that you posed for Brian Carson. <laughs> All right. Well, this was a screening of the movie Why Him. Uh-huh. Cranston and Franco were both in. Yeah. Adam Carolla's interviewing. I'm a big Adam Carolla fan. So, what's even better than taking a picture with someone? Being actually on their podcast of someone you listen to. Yeah, I mean, and having should, a record it, of them. It should actually go um, on record here saying how much you like Adam Carolla. Yeah. But let's get back to what your back question, to the question was. Okay. So, first I said, Mr. Cranston. There was a scene in your movie Trumbo where you mentioned Agora Hills, and I like that scene because I'm in Agora Hills. Let me just say this: this podcast, what movie was it about again? Why him? So, and your question was about which movie? First, it was about Trumbo, and then I asked about Argo. So, the controversy starts right away. You're asking about movies that this isn't about. Yeah. Right, yeah, continue. first one was more of a comment. And then, with without the proper segue, I said, how was Ben Affleck as a director? And I should have said, I have a question about Argo, how was Ben Affleck as a director? Yeah, so... So once Cranston calibrated the question, he uh, he answered, 
and said he was great. He was really hands-on. He was really down in the mud with everyone. I think it doesn't matter the question you asked. It makes number seven on your list because you got to be in an Adam Carolla podcast. Yeah. And you got That's to ask a question. Yeah. That you asked whatever question, who kind of cares? Nobody was throwing shoes at you. Yeah. Makes it better than it was to Brian Cranston. All right, number six. Number six. Making a stand-up comedy, Caleb Garcia, the picture says, almost funny. Woo! Looking up at the sign with the brick wall in back, and I, uh, jeans and a black shirt looks great, underlined. Thank you. Front, the uh, top. And here's the great thing about this. Mm-hmm. It's pretty true. I mean, you know, you say a joke about Christmas. Hey, Christmas, I mean, <laughs> Christmas Adam. He's got like that. This was a great undertaking. Um, the story behind this is... My dad was at Jared's wedding. He saw me give the best man speech. He said, hey, kid, you're funny. You're funny. He said, I want to start doing stand-up comedy at the Bible study. Yeah, why did he want to do stand-up comedy at the Bible study? He thought it would be a fun idea. Because the church service didn't go long enough? No, he wanted to sort of disarm the crowd, get them laughing, bring some humor into it. He, he wanted to take off that legalistic spirit. And I think that's actually true. like, hey, we can goof around and have fun. We're it's not true. too serious. Did he one time after somebody's death have you say comedy? Yeah, there was a woman who talked about her daughter being suicidal. And then after that, he's like, okay, who's ready for some comedy? With no segue. <laughs> so, no segue. Yeah. So. Some of the experiences were better than others. Um, but I probably did uh, 15 times. Uh performed comedy at the Bible study. Each one was between three to five minutes. Yeah. Usually like a page and a half of jokes. Suck it, Gene Parrot. And, Sorry, um... Don't say that. Uh, yeah. that well, that's how I sold the jokes to, to Gene. I just, yeah. I just had a list of jokes already written, so... You know. I recorded each one, put I've, it on I've, a CD. And I've heard a couple, of the, a couple of them, and it was pretty good. One of the you. things that makes it good, and I think a, an accomplishment, too... Is that it's a tough crowd, remarkably. Now, this isn't a tough crowd in the traditional sense of, like, throwing things at you. It's a tough crowd in the sense of, I think they're humor-challenged in this way. Yeah. It's a church service. I, I, I yeah. actually, a Bible it's study. It's a clean crowd. It's, it's an older Bible crowd. Study, and, and they're not expecting comedy, so they're taking, you know, like, if you, if you denigrate yourself... They, they feel bad for you. <laughs> and that's happened a few times. Yeah, you know, you there is a few. <laughs> You've got no leeway for saying something raunchy, but you also can't denigrate yourself or others. I mean, it's a good thing. It's, again, it's like a Bible study. It's, yeah, it's a worship you can't study. be too self-deprecating. So, in any case, since then, your dad has taken up to uh, having a run-through. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. sometimes around, around the... Tw- 12th or 13th time I'm like oh I have enough for a CD I have like an yeah. hour now collected so that was a big accomplishment there's few things more validating than I wrote a joke said it and people laughed and going back to the accomplishment at the wedding you're standing up in front in a live scenario yeah and it's uh, very nerve wracking what is not a hard crowd but a tough crowd it's hard to it's hard to explain but uh, it's, it's instant feedback. It's instant feedback. You die or live in the moments. Yeah. And you. And you also get people unwanted kibitzing. 
Yeah. People piggybacking you know, on what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. There's some of that. Or, or again, like offering to pray for you because they feel bad for your. They feel very comfortable in that yeah. room. Yeah. It's like a living room environment. Which was the goal of your dad. So, what you're doing there is working. So, that's also fantastic. So, so thank you. Yeah, that's number that. six. All right. So, as seeing as how good these are, top five. We and, do another drum roll for top five. And also, the comedy is kind of open and shut. I, I got it out of my system. I don't really want to do it anymore. Yeah. So that's sort of... All right. I did it, and I moved on. Double drum roll. Double drum roll for number five. Number five. Uh, oh! Writing and directing your short film, Young James Cameron. Boom! That's you. Yes. But the star of the show. And that's you. Yes, I'm in this. So you have to <laughs> give a shout out for me. What? You know, this this was the dream. I, I grew up on movies and TV, and I consumed so much, and I always wanted to give back, write and direct my own thing. This podcast that we're doing now, you know, I'm kibitzing stuff from my life or whatever, but oh, it's about Caleb. But number five is about both James Cameron. Oh, yes, both of us, but about <laughs> James Cameron and let me set this up, because if you haven't seen this, uh, I don't know if it's worth seeing or not, but it's at least worth setting up. <laughs> okay, so we rolled into the parking lot, and we up to the... Lo- we, on location at the uh, Agora High School film place, but we didn't do the actual interview at the film place. And yeah. uh, then we go into what is the Agora House Library. Oh, it was the Westlake one. The, it was the Westlake, Westlake one, Westlake yeah. Library. They're right next together, so. And we do this interview. Now, here it is. He's pitching a film. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you normally set all these pod, these up, but I'm setting this one up because I was there. Yeah, we were there. And what happens in this is it's like Terminator, but it's all these uh, ideas and... Um, young James Cameron that he's pitching all these ideas yeah. and to John Daly to John Daly who's the who's played by uh, who's that guy that plays him the great Brian Gold Brian Gold and that guy yeah uh, you've seen him in such films, films of such the bird box uh, he stars in that with um, Sandra Bullock Sandra yeah. we call her yeah uh, in any yeah, case first name basis yeah. uh, bet Audrey would be she's fantastic yeah. so he in this role uh, is kind of Demeaning, or uh, you know, he's kind of shooting it down a bit, but then young James Cameron is trying to win him that no, this is a good idea, this will be great. And of course, we know the histor- history, which goes on to be one of the greatest trilogies. Is there three? How many? Are there? Um, more, there's five, there's more than trilogies, so there's five of G's uh, of all times, yeah. one of the greatest five of G's of all times, like so. a great sci fi film, sci-fi. and um. I wanted to create just a, a two-person dialogue yeah. film, and you were nice enough to act in it. You said, Let, let's make something. Let's shoot something. It would have really worked better if yeah. it had an actual cameraman, because one of the problems is the... the, the, the Actually the framing the shot. Yeah, we had trouble. Was was tough. I know if but, a, um, better looking actors would have helped, too. It's, it's you know, it's very amateur, um, but it's... In the sense that we didn't get paid. One of my greatest all-time accomplishments well it's number five and i i hope it's the first of many what is your favorite memory from that because there was a couple of really funny moments in it (laughs) 
my favorite memory of the end product yeah. is is the Boyd's coffee disappearing. And yeah, we, back. we had <laughs> the some lack of continuity. Continuity <laughs> issues. We had coffee cup, which we got this I had it at the time because I'd stepped, stepped, gotten coffee and then Caleb's like, No, that'll look good in the shot. And I'm like, yeah, that actually would look good yeah. in the shot. But then of course I was done with my coffee and we did this over multiple shoots, so then later I didn't have Boyd's yeah, coffee. Yeah, I'm going to come back in like two days. I so <laughs> that's one of the things, you know, you, you can always learn from stuff. There was an episode of a TV show, and I forget what it was, but it was, and they were shooting uh, uh, another it was a, uh, episode, and they'd won an Emmy for their show, and they left it on the desk on accident. Oh, and they got in the show the next, and um, they ended, and it, and it ended up in the, the finished part of the oh. show. And people were like, look, but I guessing they were so proud of it, they left it. I don't know what happened, so we didn't. <laughs> but uh, not that we won an Emmy. We're probably up for Emmys, I'm guessing. Right? Yeah. We do, are we, have we won any? No, not yet. At the very least, we should write a letter to Boyd's Coffee and go, hey, did we get <laughs> product for, placement, yeah. for a year or something? I don't know whether it's with that, so... Really, my favorite is just trying to beat the line. Um, there were some jokes where on the spot we improv better jokes. We yeah, came up with fun. stuff. And uh, you sang the little 9 to 5 Dolly Parton thing. That was a joke. You had that joke about your bowling partner was bad. <laughs> just, <laughs> you did some great improv. It's funny because I don't sing well. That's what makes that funny. So just seeing stuff from page to acting. to It was fun. To see stuff that works is good. And I'll, I'll I'll throw it as a last comment here. It's also fun because we have written a few other things, and due to lack of resources or other stuff, like it's hard to get them made. I had a cool, <laughs> what I think this comedy, or not exactly comedy, but it was a cowboy little flick that had a, like it kind of was going to do a one, a dramatic thing, but then we kind of like a second kind of comedic way. And I was excited about it until I realized, oh, you don't have any props. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have props or a budget. So yeah. the, <laughs> but we were thinking of, uh, I was thinking of a cowboy town because we could go to the, uh, like, gorilla produce at the uh, Paramount Ranch. Yeah. But you still got to have props, like guns and whatnot, uh, which is another reason for people, for the NRA to have guns. I'm against school shootings, but if. Yeah. Uh, we don't no, want to get political the, here. The victory here was. The writing, because Back to the Future, no dialogue. It's just music. Yeah. But this, uh, I wrote the thing. So we didn't have to do any stunt. Oh, we stunt driving. Yeah. Yeah. Stunt driving. Okay. All right. Number four. Number four. We should probably do drum rolls for all these now. Going to New York City, and this is a great shot. This is what I'm guessing is Times Square, because yeah. I've never been there. Correct. With an "I Love New York" T-shirt, white T-shirt underneath, what looks like a hoodie. And in the background, you see Irvine hoodie is is this is iconic. If anything's iconorgasmic, it's Times yeah, Square. You know, yeah, Boardwalk Empire. Tell me, explain me how you felt uh, in this picture in Times Square. I felt amazing. You know, um, this was uh, very much on the bucket list—a place I always wanted to go. L.A., New York. Those were if I could go one place in the U.S., yeah. New York City. Yeah. The definition of iconic. All these great movies and shows, it's like, had to go to New York. And I have a question about the physicality of the square. Yes. It looks like there's 
cars there and people walking around. How do, how does it work? Is it like a several streets come together or what? Tell this me. whole right side is just a walkway. It's paved off, no uh-huh. cars. It used to be lanes on both sides. They've changed it over the years. You might recall there's a red staircase in Times Square. That's where I'm standing. Uh-huh. So um, the whole this you can see is blue. That's no no cars are there. So they're the, just on the, the other ones side. are on the other side. Yeah. Now where is the giant? They do the Christmas countdown, all Lang Syne thing going and all that. Yeah, where they, they drop the ball. Where's the ball dropped? I think from this tower, the top of the one behind you there. Yeah. And what's that one just to the left? That, uh, nope, the one to the right of that. No, no, the left. That yeah. What's that one? Um, I don't know. I was looking because look, there's a one like that on the right side of it. Those yeah. aren't the twin towers or anything, are they? Is this no, after? This, this was well. This was in 2011. Okay. So, ten years after. Um, you would have been really young. My mom used to work at Pepperdine. And every year, her in the grad class that mm. she was a TA for grad students, they would go to uh, New York and DC. They do uh. a, tri- a trip every year for a week, so she had free hotels and housing. So she took me on one of the trips. I just had to pay wow. for my plane and my food, and I had free hotel to stay in. And I have my I have an uncle who lives in DC. Moving out permanently. Yeah. There's a picture of a car and, and a house. A house that we're in right now. Yeah, we're, oh, we're yeah. in that window. <laughs> we're looking at, we're in a picture looking at ourselves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's the window we're in. That shot looks a little cooler than that. I'm actually sweating. <laughs> it's hot in here. Moving out permanently with air conditioning would be a better. Almost, yeah. I guess that'd be number two. Yeah, I just have this wall unit, um, but it's, it's too loud. And your car is right in the same spot. So this looks like a picture we could have just. <laughs> Taken, ships your cars parked the other way. But I probably took this picture two weeks ago. So it's now one thing to note. I'm going to make two comments on this. Yeah. First of all, is location, which for those of you would probably hearing this, you probably know, but Lake Landero, mm-hmm. which and you are almost a stone's throw between the uh, West Lake. Or you're right on the West Lake edge, but the other way is your favorite place, number thirty. Winner's Pizza. Yeah, very. And so your walking distance from places, and it's also backed up on a golf course. All right, number two. Number two. Being on TV. This is a shot with Caleb as the star because he's in the center. Yep. And he's about to order food at a diner, Mm -hmm. and uh, two superstar actors who I would know if I knew the show house Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. And the guy who plays Dr. Wilson. Hugh Laurie's Australian, by the way. I think he's English. Well, he's... But the two stars of House. Two stars of House and surrounding Caleb. Yeah, um, this was... I could have used a number of... Caleb's been on hundreds of shows. Shots from from a show. This is my favorite background gig I've ever done. Because of how front and center I like it. You are like fully... It's almost like you're the featured guy here. It's rare to be seen that clearly as an extra. Yeah. You know. And it's just, it's that childhood dream. Ever since I was a kid who grew up loving TV, I just wanted to be on TV. Wanted to see myself on screen. That was the dream. Very, very This is why I was an extra for three years, you know. 
and uh, it happened. And this is the best example of it of it happening. Was this show? Nice. It's just being on TV. In fact, when I die, I want my tombstone to say, "Here lies Caleb Garcia. He was on House once." That's what I, that's what I want to be known for. So, <laughs> all right, ready for number one. Kind of. I, I feel like we... Like, maybe Do you have any guesses? Shot of whiskey or what something. What number one is? <laughs> well, uh... I'll I, give you a hint. I, I would say something like this. Like, uh, with the, the stuff you've done suggests one sort of direction. Interesting. But I would think, in my thinking, like maybe getting baptized or, I don't know, something like that. But uh, it also could be, like, graduating. Ding, ding, ding. Graduating from college. from college! Well, I'm a pretty good guesser. Is number one. Nice. <laughs> Baptism is more God's accomplishment. Uh, right. God. I, Caleb, I got Caleb to baptize. <laughs> what? <laughs> Give it up for God. I was raised in the church, so it's really not a big accomplishment. Yeah, for me. had to it was happen. Just par for the course. Par for the course. Yeah, so, golf reference. Graduating from college. I mean, that's that's four years in the making. Four years more than that. I mean, you have to <laughs> get, get to college. Yeah. And you have to survive college. Well, that's true. So that yeah, I did two and a half years. And at, at University of California Irvine, which is like this, this is a good school. This isn't an AA degree from Moore Park, which by the way would be a good accomplishment. Yeah. But this is a four. Hanging up right there. Oh, you've got that as well. Oh no, that's the same. No, no, so. You'll uh, notice uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger signed it because he was the governor oh, at the time. So I have his autograph. It is. This is in many ways a number one, and not the least of which because uh, you didn't do it like f- taking fifteen years like Tommy Boy. Yeah, <laughs> I did in four years. Four years college in four years at a good school in Southern California, and Irvine's a good school. I mean. Uh, it's not like a, I mean, nothing, again, again, online courses and things, but I mean, this is like, not easy. What yeah. was your subject? What was your major? What English. was your English major? Say something Englishy. Um, the thesis uh, metaphorically symbolizes the hubris of the, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> With a major in English. Ah. Right there. You had me at hubris. A hubris. <laughs> Um, my mom would probably agree with it. You know, this college was a, a big deal for my parents because they didn't go to college. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they were very happy about it. It's funny because your mom works at Pepperdine. Yeah. Could you have yeah, gone there free no. if your mom works there? Nope. Definitely really? not. No they way. used to have a thing that you could go there. Nope. Not at those prices. No, 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 no. Free. Nope. Discounted. Th- not free. Oh, really? How much expensive. was the discount? I don't know, but Jared got it because he did his grad school at Pepperdine when oh. he became a teacher. His master's in education. So my wife wanted to get her master's at Pepperdine. Yeah. And he um, liked going there? Yeah, he did the... There was a satellite campus in Irvine that he went to because yeah. he lived in Long Beach. So, so he went to the <clears throat> fake Irvine. You went to the actual Irvine University. An important disclaimer, even if I could go for free, I'd still have to get in. <laughs> Which is difficult in itself. You know what? Let's not take away from your number one accomplishment. Getting <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, in Irvine's uh, took the SAT and did very bad. So I did what two your, and a half years uh, at, at Moore Park first and then transferred. What was your SAT scores? Oh, I don't even remember. Was it over 500? 
It was it was bad. I don't know. Did you not study? It was less than half. Did you just... No, of course I studied. You just froze, kind of not good at test taking, or... I mean, you seem quite smart. It was just hard. Oh. Especially the math stuff. Was the I hardest. never took the SAT. Yeah, it's just, just a difficult test. I don't know. Um, maybe I took it. I don't know. I have... But I'm, I'm really happy I went to Moorpark. It's a great place to get all the gen ed out of the way. Especially Moorpark math is the, a the good school. Yeah, and as a community college goes, it's under... I mean, it's, a, it's not... A t- I think it's more than a typical community college. It's a good atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people that go to Moorpark do go on to other... It's, it's got a reputation for... A good reputation. You can go from there to other good schools, as is the case. So... More Park in Irvine, well done. That's a terrific number one. Yeah, and, and the 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 big thing that goes with Irvine. Yeah, and you know this from college, is you're just away from home for the first time, uh-huh. and you're getting used to that separation. And it took a like a three month adjustment period of being homesick or whatever, but then once you go over that hump, it's like oh, I'm now good with. Yeah, being away from home and not being back, and I'm I'm okay. I don't know. I I really like the classes and the teachers. Uh, every Monday night at the Ant Hill Pub, they would have stand up comedy. So I got to see a bunch of comedians. Some of nice. them went on to be pretty big. Um, so that was fun. So probably seeing the comedy every Monday was a highlight. Well, you're an ant eater. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. Thirty accomplishments. I know. And what's great about it is it's a list of 30, but it's really like a list of 50 or 60. Because this one was eight the, years ago. So. Most of these accomplishments are also include other things. Like the New York trip was also Washington, D.C., which I would say was like, you know, you're saying they're separate lists, but you're, a lot of these are multiple things. Like yeah. the uh, one was, oh, it was a cool thing to take a paid vacation, but you also got to travel to Wyoming and... Um, you know, like yeah, some kind of representative. Of, yeah, being the winners uh, on the wall at Winners Pizza was kind of cool because it was also the picture of what you were doing. You know, there's all every um, uh, there's a story of other things going on with each of these, and um, I mean, you could really it's it's almost the makings of a book. You could highlight different things of what happened and good and bad. You know. Yeah. Uh, not all of us can claim that we took down man theaters because of uh, our <laughs> illicit criminal activity. Yeah, so um, that's not a good, you know. But, um, so did you in- enjoy the list? Well, I'll say two things I liked about the list. First of all, uh, when we had, I, we talked about doing this, I was like, oh, about the order. Uh, it seems like for most of them, the order was pretty, pretty, pretty good. Every time I think, oh, oh this you. was good, then something... It seemed to like your explanation of why it was better made sense. So the only one I'm going to really disagree with is ah, DC should be on there somewhere, but you know, um, or even you know, well, thirty one. The first time I went to DC was right after high school. Yeah. So I was like eighteen, and then I went again after college, and that was more like the first time my mom paid for it. You know, it was like her high school graduation gift to me so oops so it feels less like my accomplishment versus new york i paid for yeah the plane tickets so i had i had skin in the game 
Yeah. All right. Skin in the game. More of an investment. And I just think New York City is better than D.C. Well, all right. There you have it. Yeah, I wasn't making a comparison between the cities as much as I was saying seeing D.C. seems like a a cool life event. But, uh, you know, a lot of people have it on their bucket list to, like, make that pilgrimage. Oh, D.C. But in any case, uh, you know, it's your list. So much of my interest is filmed through... TV well, and films, though. Your list is subjective. Yeah. Totally subjective. So there's, you know, it's a, it's your, so it's, I'm just saying from an outside right. objective. But for a movie lover, New York is a bigger deal. Well, there you go. Well, congratulations on 30 and yeah. in a but 10 years But for you, an American history lover, D.C. would be big. I don't know if I would say classify myself as an American history <laughs> lover. But, right, but D.C., I went there on a junior high trip. And I wasn't that impressed in the sense of I didn't really see purpose. I was. See, and you're harking on me for not putting it on. Well, I haven't made a list. No, but I, where I was in my life at that time, I'm empathizing. Why I, yeah. I get it. In my life at that time, I didn't really have purpose or meaning, and I didn't get any purpose or meaning with anything, much less DC. So it didn't really impact. And I got really sick and threw up, and no. I was almost actually went home. But, but. Nonetheless, in my younger years, that was a thing, and it was an interesting, you know, very interesting place to go. Yeah. And uh, I've been to D.C. since, so I don't know. I mean, I didn't include all the Seattle and Texas and Colorado and, you know, various other states. Yeah. So, I could only pick 30, Brian. Yeah, that's the thing. And 10 years from now, you're going to really have a... Yeah. Of course, in 10 years from now, you get 40, right? Yeah. So, you get to... The list could And the earliest one was... (laughs) Employer of the month when I was sixteen. Yeah. So nothing from the first sixteen years. Well, and, and right, and that that one may fall off. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of hanging on. You in the next ten years, you may have a lot of other things like marriage, kids. Yeah. So the play of the month may, especially in light of the unsavoryness of it, <laughs> uh, descend in the. So yeah. All right. Well, good. Yeah. Good. Uh, yes. Do you have a closing song? I know but, but even with the unsavory stuff, yeah, my philosophy is like, look, Kevin Spacey did some stuff, but he also made some great movies. Let's not compare yourself with Kevin Spacey. So I separate area. the art from the artist. <laughs> you're you're not uh, fortunately anything like Kevin I Spacey. I still got Employee of the Month. Yeah, despite take that, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, he's not going to win any more awards. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, thank you for joining me, Brian. Yeah, I appreciate it. And thank you, audience. That is KCAST for this week. This is Caleb and Brian signing off. Yeah.